Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for February 19th, 2024. If you're new here, then what I do on today's word, and we've been doing this, this is now year number 27, is that we get a word from the Lord. We give you the scripture. And in this case, today is going to be many scriptures. We break it down and we always ask the question, so what does this mean for you today? Right now, I'm teaching a series on laser focus, on the laser focus on the fixed purpose that we believe that God has for us for 2024. We want to put in the the level of grit and determination and perseverance that's required to be locked in and laser focused on what we believe to be God's plans for this year so that we will not veer from his plans, neither to the left nor to the right, that we will make course corrections whenever the Holy Spirit tells us that we need to get back on track and we want our feet and the feet of our children, and the feet of our children's children to be bound to the path that God has established for us before the world began. The title of today's message is Godly Motivation to Overcome Laziness. I'm going to talk to you this morning about overcoming laziness. Put in the chat, say, I'm not lazy. There's some godly motivation from the Word of God to overcome laziness, and I'm about to give it to you. Get ready to receive. So let's get into the word of God for this morning. Listen, you're going to have to put in the work. Like God has called us to do some work. And and for you to be the man or the woman that God has called you to be, you must be willing and you must be determined to embrace the grace to do the things that God has called you to do. I'll I'll use this past weekend as an example. On Friday, Isabella and I uh, were supposed to go to to a particular event, uh, which is a a major event that, uh, that happens every year. It celebrates diversity in STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And um, right before leading up to that event, something else was scheduled that Isabella really needed to go to. So she had to go to St. Louis. So she went to St. Louis and I took Joshua, my son, to the uh, to the event. So we both went different ways. And I was in Baltimore with my son, Joshua. Isabella was in St. Louis doing what she needed to do. While she was there, she was a blessing. She was a tremendous blessing. She ministered to people that she needed to minister to. She really needed to be in St. Louis. I needed to be in Baltimore, and it was a tremendous blessing to me, and also I was there to be a blessing to other people. Anyway, so we come back from that. On Saturday, we had a wedding to go to, so we, we came back. Isabella flew back on Saturday morning. I drove back on Saturday morning. We got, you know, we met at home. We went to the wedding. We wanted to be a blessing to the to the couple. I thank God for Marvin and Keisha, who got married this weekend. To God be the glory. We celebrated them. And then, of course, you know, yesterday was, was Sunday. And Sunday, for somebody like me, it's like a work day, right? I mean, it's a worship day, but we got things to do, too, right? Because we got to we gotta do things at church. So anyway, so we did all of that. Why am I sharing that with you? I'm sharing it with you because it is so easy to say, oh, no, that's too much. It's so easy to say, no, 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 I'm not doing all that. But you just embrace the grace to do it. If God wants you to do something, there is grace made available to you. What you don't want to do is miss out on God's best because you were not willing to put in the work. And it's not you doing it anyway. It is the Lord doing it through you. He will give you the words and he will perform the work. You got it? So put in the chat, I will put in the work. I have work to do. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25. This is our foundational scripture for the year. The Bible says, set your gaze 
on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions. Laziness and the, the, the desire to be lazy, that's a distraction. Say, I ignore life's distractions. Put in the chat, I will not be lazy. We've been looking at uh, Proverbs 4 and 25 and additional scriptures. We've been adding Ephesians 2 and 10 to it now for a few days. Ephesians 2 and 10, I told you, is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. This is what it says. God has made us what we are. In Christ Jesus, God made us a new creation. Why, Paul? So that we would spend the remainder of our days doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. So I have work to do. You have work to do. There are things that I'm supposed to do. There are things that you're supposed to do, and we need to get to work. We, we need Now that you're born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, if all God wanted was for you to go to heaven, you would be dead because you're already born again. So obviously, if you're still here, it's because God is not through with you yet. And if God is not through with you, you have work to do. So put in the chat, I have work to do, and I'm going to embrace the grace to do it. So what does this mean for you today? I told you I have a lot to share with you this morning, so I need to go ahead and get into it. Three things. Number one, here we go. To walk with God, you must be dedicated to doing the work associated with your calling. So there is work associated with your calling. There's work associated with my calling. And you and I must be dedicated to putting in that work, right? And so this is why you can't worry about and compare yourself to other people. Their job, their work is not your work and your work is not their work. So you just need to be focused on what God has called you to do. There's work associated with your calling and you need to put in that work. So there's work, Ephesians 2 and 10, that God established beforehand, even from the foundations of the world, that I'm supposed to be doing, you're supposed to be doing, and we must have the determination to put in that work. I'm gonna do something a little bit different today. I normally just give you like the, the scriptures at the top and then we go through the points. I'm going to give you a lot of additional scriptures this morning. This is why you need to sign up to get the notes. If you get my notes every day for free in your email inbox, you'll have all of these scriptures, but I'm about to give it to you. You ready? Uh, a lazy person. This is Proverbs chapter 13 and verse four. A lazy person wants many things but has nothing. <laughs> a lazy person is always saying, oh, I want that, I want that, I want that, I want... but they don't have nothing. Why? Because they too doggone lazy. But the desires of hardworking people are completely satisfied. If, you, if you're willing to put in the work, God is saying, you know what? Your desires are going to be satisfied. You're going to be able to realize the desires that God puts in your heart because you're willing to put in the work. There is work for you to do. There's work for me to do. Therefore, laziness, this is teaching us, will impede you. It, it's hindering you. Laziness will keep you from fulfilling your destiny. Laziness will keep you from God's best. Laziness will hinder you from stepping into what God has assigned for you to do. Therefore, laziness will keep you from receiving God's best. But, but I overcome laziness. Put in the chat, say, I overcome laziness. That's not going to be me. Solomon said this in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 through 9. Hey guys, why don't we learn from the ant? He says, go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider the ways of the ant and be wise. Ants have no ruler, no boss, no leader. But you know what they do? In the summer, they gather all their food and they save it. So when the winter comes, there's a lot of food. There's plenty to eat. He says, you lazy people, how long are you gonna just lie there? When are you gonna get up? He's saying like the ant has no boss, nobody in charge, no leader, nobody telling them what to do, but them jokers get up and they get to work. And in the summer, they're working, 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 storing up all this food. So in the winter, they have something to eat. 
And then Solomon's like, when are you going to get up? You know what I mean? Like, when are you going to? Listen, for you to be the man or the woman that God has called you to do, you're going to have to get your lazy self up and get to work. The antithesis of laziness is spiritual fervor. Now, I get on here every morning, and it happens all the time. People put in the chat, oh, Brother Pena, uh, you're always on fire. Oh, Brother Pena, uh, you're... Your excitement is contagious. Oh, Brother Pena, you always have like this, this, this passion. Every morning you're fired up. You know why? Pro Romans 12 and 11 says this, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. When you are serving the Lord and you know that what you're doing, you're doing as unto the Lord. And you know that you have a calling and your calling is calling you. Come on, man. If you're doing it as unto the Lord, if you really believe that, I know that I'm working for God. I'm not working for nobody else. And so if I'm working for God and I, and I know that my calling is calling me, then my calling is going to give me energy. Put in the chat, my calling gives me energy. So the antithesis of laziness is spiritual fervor. When I have a spiritual fervor, I can't be lazy, right? Because I know that my calling, I got work to do, man. I got stuff I got to do. God has called me. God, the grace of God is on me. Right before I even shared today's word, after I got all of this stuff together, I, you know, I send these little one minute videos out. I started working on the one minute video that I'm going to send out today at lunch. Nobody's paying me to do this. Nobody's telling me to do this. I'm just doing it. Why? Because my calling is calling me. There's a spiritual fervor that comes with your calling. There's an excitement that comes when you know that you are working for the Lord. And so it gives you energy. It gives you focus. It gives you determination. Why? Because I'm doing it not for man. I'm doing it for the Lord. Say amen to that. First Corinthians chapter nine, verse 25 says this. Paul said, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that's actually going to fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So Paul is saying, listen, you need discipline to embrace your calling, you need discipline to train, just like an athlete is training. But they're training for a trophy. They're training for a medal that like two years from now, they may not even care about that thing. These things are temporary. Those things fade away. But you and I, we're training for something else. We're training for eternal. We're training for the life that now is and the life that is to come. And so we should have that discipline, that focus of an athlete to put in the work. Put in the chat, say, I put in the work. I'm not going to be moved. I'm going to put in the work. I told you earlier in this series that I believe that the highest form of worship is just doing what you're called to do. The highest form of worship is you putting in the work, becoming the man or the woman that God has called you to be. When we labor in the assignments that God has given us, we are pouring our lives out as an offering. I told you that, right? So this is Romans 12 and 1 from the easy to read version. It says this, so brothers and sisters, since God has shown us great mercy, I beg you, I'm pleading with you to offer your lives as a living sacrifice to him. Your offering must be only for God, pleasing to him, which is a, the spiritual way you worship. This is an act of worship. When I am giving my life as a a living sacrifice. I'm, I'm not, not a sacrifice that I just kill. My life is a sacrifice. I'm living as a sacrifice unto God. I'm doing what he wants me to do. I'm going where he wants me to go. That is an act of worship. This is my spiritual worship. I'm worshiping the Lord with every step of obedience. And matter of fact, every step of obedience that I take, every time God tells me to do something and I do it, every time God tells me to do something and I do it, every step of obedience is a victory over laziness. Every time I actually do it, not just think about it, but every time I do it, 
is a victory over laziness. Every action is taking me closer, incrementally closer to God's overall expected end for my life. Galatians 6 and 9 says, let us not become weary in doing that which is good, for in due season, at the proper time, there's a season where my harvest is going to come due, and you shall reap if you don't give up. And so put in the chat, say, I will not give up. I'm focused on becoming the man, the woman that God has called me to be, and I will not give up. Say amen to that. All right, number two, we require focused discipline for long-term success. Now, you don't need that much discipline to just get like a, a, a momentary blessing. But if you want consistent, long-term success, you got to be persistent. You got to be disciplined. You got to be every day. Like this is day in and day out. One thing I am is I'm consistent, right? Just do the same thing. I'm locked in. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. And I'm not going to make excuses and, and every day, right? So focus, I'm going to be focused. I'm talking about focus this year. Focus is the antidote of, the, of distraction and laziness. When I'm focused, I'm not distracted. It's the opposite, right? And so people that are distracted, they're going all types of directions. But when you're focused, you're locked in. Proverbs 4 and 25 is what we've been looking at all year. Set your gaze on the path before you. My, my gaze is set. The path is set. I, I, I have a fixed purpose. I'm ignoring life's distractions. Discipline in our daily habits becomes our foundation for productivity. We, we have to be disciplined every day. That's the foundation for us to be productive in the Lord, especially productive for our divine assignment. Regular, this is why we need prayer and study and the word and watching today's word. These things all help us to be disciplined. James 1 and 22 says this way, if you live this way, you're going to be a doer of the word of God and not just a hearer only. Some people just hear the word, but they don't do it. But you and I, we're watching today's word. We are doers. Put in the chat, say, I am a doer of the word of God. I'm not just going to hear it because you can hear it and think about it and then not do anything. No, I hear it, I think about it, but then I'm dedicated to doing it. I am a doer of the word of God. Solomon said, uh, this is, that was James 1 and 22. Solomon said this in Proverbs 16 and 3. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your, your plans. He said, okay, take your life, take your, this week, uh, look at your schedule. I know I have a really important meeting today, this afternoon. Tomorrow, I have an important meeting. Wednesday, I have to go to APG. I got another meeting. Okay, I'm looking at these things. Uh, Wednesday night, I got, oh, yeah, Thursday night. Oh, snap. Uh, tonight, I got Mighty Men of Valor. Oh, okay, I'm going to be at church. Tomorrow night, me and my wife are teaching uh, married, uh, the married couples in, in church on Tuesday night. Okay, I got it. I'm looking at my calendar for this week. <laughs> I'm not, Good news is we're not traveling this week. But anyway, I'm looking at my calendar for this week. And the text says, commit to the Lord whatever you do. I take all of this and now, I'm, Lord, I'm just committing it unto you. You help me. Like if there's something on here that you don't want me to do, I'll cancel it. If there's something on here you need me to be prepared for on an extra level, I'll make sure I make prep time. Whatever you want me to do, I'm committing it unto you, unto the Lord. And the Bible says he will establish, establish your plans. When you're committing it unto the Lord, you're setting your goals, you're setting your direction, you're setting your calendar, you're setting your way. You're just putting everything in God's hands. 
and asking the Lord to guide you as you navigate through this thing. He will give you the focus, the determination, the motivation, the enthusiasm, everything that you need to become the man or the woman that God has called you to be will be there as you commit your way into the Lord and he establishes your plans. Say amen to that. Accountability is one that we need as well. This is why you need a local church. This is why you need to be surrounded with people of like precious faith. Accountability is a powerful tool against laziness. See, when you share your goals, this is one of those like uh, people that wear like an Apple Watch or these fitness trackers, and then they share their steps or whatever with their friends. And then their friends kind of hold them accountable. Girl, I thought you said you was going to do 12,000 steps today. I know. Let me go ahead and get up and knock these things out. You want to share your goals. You want to share accountability. You want to let people know what you're believing God for. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 9 says, two are better than one because they have a good return on their, lab on their labor. When you have a community that's holding you accountable, when you have a community that you are accountable to and that you, you can hold other people accountable as well, then, then collectively you guys can get more done and that you can have the discipline that's required for everybody individually to maximize their purpose and potential. Another thing is time management, right? You want to prioritize, make sure that you're making the, the maximum use of your time. So from a spiritual perspective, you want to prioritize things the way that God wants you to prioritize things every day. Every day is an opportunity to glorify God. Paul said it this way in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. So be very careful how you live. Do not live like those who are not wise. I want you to live wisely. So live wisely, not like fools. I mean that you should use every opportunity that you have to do good because these are evil times. So don't be foolish with your lives, but learn what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be foolish with your lives. Learn what the Lord wants you to do. You want to be wise with your time. You want to make sure that you're doing only what you believe the Lord wants you to do. You don't want to be wasting time on things that are not what God wants you to do. So this is how you live a focused and a disciplined life. This Another thing you want to do is overcome procrastination. So how do you overcome procrastination? One thing is immediate obedience. I've told you a gazillion times that delayed obedience is disobedience. So put in the chat, say, I give God immediate obedience, right? So when you give God immediate obedience, you're saying, I'm going to do it now because I don't know. Tomorrow's not promised. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 1 says, do not boast about tomorrow. You don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. So if God tells you to do something, just do it now. Do it. If you can do it now, just do it now because you don't know. Oh, wait, I'm going to do it on tomorrow. I'm going to do it on Thursday. I'm, listen, you don't know what's going to happen. If, if God tells you to do it, just get up and knock it out and do it now. That's how you live focused and you overcome laziness. All right, number, number three. I told you I had a lot for today. Our right, last point for today. The determination to actively do God's work. I want to do God's work and I want to be active every day. This determination is fueled by a clear vision. I told you when you have a vision of, of what God wants you to do, then, then it's like your calling is calling you and the vision is pulling you forward. And the more clear you see the vision, the stronger the pull. Proverbs 29 and 18 from the Passion Translation says this, where there is no clear prophetic vision, people just wander astray. They loosely stumble their way through life. But when you follow the revelation of the, of the word, heaven's bliss will fill your soul. See, when you know that you have a vision from God, 
You're not loosely stumbling your way through life. You're not just merely existing. No, you are locked in, laser focused. You know where you're going and heaven's bliss is filling your soul. Every day you got a spring in your step and a smile on your face. Why? Because you know where you're going and you can persevere even through difficulties like Jeremiah, uh, like Nehemiah did when he was standing on the wall and, and he took courage. This is second Chronicles 15 and seven. He said, but you take courage. Do not let your hands be weak for your work is going to be rewarded. When he was building that wall, he knew that his work was going to be rewarded. See, physical laziness can be overcome by spiritual motivation. Let me say that again. Physical laziness can be overcome by spiritual motivation. See, when you are motivated in the spirit, you're going to get your, yourself up and you're going to get to work. Philippians 2 and 13 says, it is God who works in you, both to will and to act for his good pleasure. It is God who's working in me. He's given me the will and the power to perform it. He's given me the will and the power to perform it. Put in the chat, God is the one who's working in me. Zechariah said this, do not despise small beginnings for the Lord rejoices when the work actually begins. So you want to celebrate. If, here's another factor for motivation, discipline, determination. Celebrate small victories. When you celebrate small victories, it's going to boost your determination. It's going to help you to recognize God is at work. Greater is coming. I'm not, yes, this is good. Even a small victory, you want to be happy about it. You want to celebrate it because you know that greater is coming for you. And as I start to wrap this up, Solomon said this, Proverbs 9, 9 and 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. See, sometimes we lack a reverent fear of the Lord. Well, you should have that fear of the Lord, that reverent fear of the Lord to know that, you know what? I fear God too much to be lazy. I don't want to be, I don't want to have to stand before God one day and acknowledge that I wasted the one life that God gave me. You only get one life. And so when you have the fear of the Lord, you're like, you know what? I'm going to have to be accountable to God. I'm going to have to stand before God. Put in the chat. I will be accountable to God. You're going to have to stand before God one day and God is going to want to know what did you do with the life that I gave you? And at that point, you're going to have to acknowledge if you were lazy. You want to make sure that you're getting the most out of the one life that God gave you. Determination is not just about starting well. It's about finishing strong. You want to be able to hear, well done, that good and faithful servant. You, the only way you're going to hear well done is if you've done well. And then lastly, last thing I'll say, 2 Timothy 4 and 7, you want to be able to stand before God. You want to be able to stand at the end of your life. You want to be able to say what Paul said. I had fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. But Paul, everybody's not saved yet. Yeah, yeah, but I did my, my course. My, what God wanted me to, and Paul, the gospel hasn't got, stop, stop, stop. I did what God wanted me to do. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. And now I'm at peace. I kept the faith. I can go on from earth to glory, from time to eternity, from mortal to immortality. And I can go enter into my eternal rest knowing that I did it. I did what God wanted me to do with the one life that he gave me. Will you be able to say that? I'm living my life every day with the determination that I'm going to be able to say that. And that's how you want to live as well. Say amen to that. I told you this was a lot. Today, that, that was a lot. That was a lot. You might want to listen to this again, or you want to look at the notes. There's a lot of scriptures in those notes. All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and declare this over your life. Say this. Say, Father... I declare that I live with a laser focus 
on the fixed purpose you have for me. I have an unwavering commitment to your divine purpose for my life. I acknowledge that you have created me for good works. So I reject laziness in all of its forms. I vow to proactively engage in the tasks that you lay out before me. My work is my highest form of worship. I commit to a lifestyle of fervor, serving you with zeal and passion and discipline. I promise to maintain my laser focus, giving you first place above everything else. I avoid distractions. I celebrate each step. I overcome laziness and I walk into my destiny. Greater is coming for me as I live my life aligned with your will. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, this is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. Tomorrow, we're going to have another one. Now, if you're not getting my notes, and you get the notes for free when I sign up, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button on the top right side of the website, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. This was a lot today, but it was what the Lord gave me for you and for me. And so let's walk it out. We overcome laziness. We're determined that we're going to be the men and the women that God has called us to be. And so we will not be lazy. We will be diligent. And God will continue to bless the work of our hands. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.